You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad, and you just heard from Carly McGrath, and Carly is the Toronto Rose heading to Ireland to participate in the Rose of Tralee Festival uh, coming up. And Newfoundland and Labrador Rose, Brigitte Abbott, is also heading to Ireland. And uh, Brigitte is, uh, has her roots in County Kilkenny, Wexford, North Tipperary, and many people in Newfoundland, of course, the southeast of Ireland is where many come from. And she says that her family are both on the Cuff and on the Butler families are where the connections and she also has uh, um, I'm sure lots of other connections in that part of the country and she's a native of Musgrave Harbour in Newfoundland Labrador uh, where she was raised as the youngest of eight children and that will mean that the corners were knocked off at a young age. Brigitte thanks a million for coming for a chat. Thanks for having me I'm very excited to chat with you here today. So, um, a little bit about you, your background, the Irish connection, and being the youngest of eight. Yep, not a problem. Um, So, as you mentioned, I'm from a little small town called Musgrave Harbour, a beautiful little community here in the province of Newfoundland and Labrador, and certainly I owe everything I am today to that beautiful little community that raised me. Um, I did grow up in a, in a large family. Um, between me and the, the next youngest child, there are 16 years between us, so I came at the tail end of a, of a big storm, I say. <laughs> but I had a, a lovely upbringing with a beautiful family, of course. And yes, being involved now with the Rose of Tralee Festival, um, I'm so happy to be able to go to Ireland and you know celebrate um, our Irish heritage and, and the roots of where many Newfoundlanders um, have, have come from and have tried. And as you mentioned, um, the Cuffs and the Butler family, um, both my grandparents on my mother's side were both Cuffs, and, um, and, and they married, of course, one Cuff married another Cuff, and that comes down from a long line um, of, of Cuffs beforehand. Um, and as you said, um, that, that surname came from Kilkenny, and I've got some uh, trace right back to 1802 when they traveled to Bonavista, and then, of course, made their way across the water to Bonavista North um, to the little outport community where I am now. Um, it was called Doting Cove at the time, but it's now renamed as Mossgrave Harbour. But, of course, I'm still celebrating um, where, how we came there and how we came to be. And, of course, I'm from the Butler uh, side of the family as well. I've got traced right back to 1602 when we arrived in Port de Grave. And the Butler um, family, of course, is one of the oldest surnames that is in the province of Newfoundland and Labrador. Um, so my great-grandmother was a butler, and I'm really proud to be representing that family as well. So, uh, Brigitte, just uh, cr- refresh my geography. You mentioned uh, Bonavista. If I remember, like it's been a number of years now since I've been in Newfoundland, so you would be northwest of St. John's. Would that be correct? Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you there, that, but that's the best way of putting it. Yeah, so there's... Bonavista itself, which you just described, but then I'm north of that again. There's another little coastline. Um, sometimes we refer to it as the Kittyweight Coast instead. So uh, by traffic, of course, if I was to take the, the highway, I'd be about three hours from Bonavista, where they all first came in. Um, but then they all went north again to, Bona, to the area, like I said, it's Bonavista North, and uh, that's where my hometown is located. So right across the water, um, by uh, the crows too far, but if I have to venture out and take the highway, it's quite the drive. <laughs> right. So you are um, somewhat in a, you're in a quiet part of the the country. Yeah, I sure am. And uh, you know, lots of times when you're traveling places, and you mention that you're from Newfoundland and Labrador, you know, you, you seldom find someone who actually knows what we're talking about, let alone the little small towns where I'm uh, where I'm from and what I'm speaking of now. <laughs> 
Well, I know, as I say, it's been a while since I've been down there, but I have been in Goose Bay, Happy Valley Goose Bay, so I've made okay. it to Labrador, and I also um, managed to visit St. John's and uh, um, Cornerbrook. Oh, excellent. So I have, and I've driven around a little of uh, the southern shore and a little about Conception Bay. So um, when, when I look and you tell me three hours, I know that the distances are quite large when it comes to traveling around Newfoundland. Certainly is. To get anywhere, it's going to take you a nice little, at least a morning trip and on the handier side, more so a day trip to get anywhere here. <laughs> so you're a special education teacher. And, yes. Um, yes, I am. Where are you teaching? Um, so you just mentioned Conception Bay. Um, I was just teaching um, just this past year in Conception Bay South, um, just a little bit further down in a little community called Holy Root. Um, so hopefully now I'll uh, continue back there again this fall. Of course, um, as the teaching positions go here in Newfoundland, it's always a battle to, to get any full-time uh, work. And each year it's always something new, and I'm always looking for a new placement. So hopefully uh, a placement will continue there for me again this fall. Now, I remember a number of years also that uh, I was up in um, none of it, and, um, and um, a lot of the teachers up there had come from Newfoundland. Uh, so, as you mentioned, getting a job teaching and being able to stay with your degree in Newfoundland can be a challenge. Yeah, it, it really can. It definitely can. Um, a lot of the teachers, um, as you said, have to move way up north and be... Uh, um, kind of in these isolated communities, of course. Um, and lots of times um, there's positions available in Newfoundland, but they're in very isolated communities um, here on the island as well. Sometimes you need little ferries to get to them. The communities might be more like little villages of 100 or so people, just a few students on, on that little area of land or whatever. Um, so, of course, it, it, if you're willing to go um, to that extent, um, you, you know, employment comes a little bit more easy that way. Um, but I've kind of situated my life and things here um, in the in the Avalon region, closer to the big city. Um, so I'm trying just to, you know, push through and keep my feet grounded here, and uh, hopefully some good wind blows my way. <laughs> now you've been very heavily involved in some volunteer programs with Big Sisters, and uh, you've also received awards, uh, both the uh, Queen's Diamond Jubilee Medal and the Sovereign Medal for Volunteers from the Governor General of Canada. Um, mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us a little about how you know, what those awards were for? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've been a volunteer from a very young age. As I mentioned earlier, the little community of Moss Bay Harbor has certainly raised me, and uh, you know I, I think it really formed my personality. Very giving community, and everything there is led by volunteers. There's no um, there's no big groups, recreational groups to be involved in or any programs that are running and everything that goes on is provided by volunteers. So that instilled um, a sense of, uh, of uh, volunteerism in me, I guess, and encouraged me to keep my hands busy. And uh, when I when I grew up and came into university, um, that, that stayed with me and I, I wanted to continue helping not only um, my home community and then my new community of St. John's, but I also wanted to um, help the province of Newfoundland and Labrador. So every organization that I could get involved in, whether it be the Ronald McDonald House Charities or Children's Wish Foundation or anything at all in leadership programs or uh, what have you, in introducing new students to student life then at the university, um, you name it, I've had my toes and fingers dipped into all of it. Uh, and I've just become, um, I, I guess, very, very active in the community and was recognized by a lot of my peers and a lot of um, different political figures and people here in the, on the island. And a lot of nominations went forward for me for these awards. Um, and, of course, the, the awards are such an honor. They're both um, 
both recognized on a national level for my contributions, not only to the province, but extending out um, for my contributions to Canada. And as a, as a young woman, and, um, to, to have achieved both of those um, already in, in, in my life, it's, uh, it's, it just means a lot to me. And I don't do it for the fame and the glory of being recognized. I just do it because I think it's important that we help each other out and help build one another up. And uh, without being uh, that strong volunteer, um, having, as that background and having other people volunteer, a lot of wonderful programs would cease to, uh, to operate. I, I think it would be fair to say that part of the psyche of people from Newfoundland Labrador is community spirit and helping each other and it would go back to the time of the fisheries when you had all these fishing ports and an awful lot of it was very much team and people needed to pull together to make things work. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. And even though we've advanced as a province and as a community, uh, or as each community has advanced, of course, um, that, that that's still instilled in the people. And that gets passed down from one generation to the next. You know, I go back home, and like you just said, everyone's helping each other out and helping uh, everything thrive and stay strong. Uh, I could ask anyone at home for anything. And I feel I feel like that in general in Newfoundland. You can go to any community and pull up to anyone's doorstep, and whatever you need, someone will go out of their way to do ten times as much for you. It's a uh, and it is. It's because we've all we've all learned that we need to depend on each other to, to thrive. And uh, that's, that's I hope that continues with the people of our province. Now I know you uh, did a stint of teaching in the UK. Yes, I did. Yeah. So tell us a little. When was that? Yeah, sure. Um, that was back in 2013. I took a four-month internship. Um, so I was still, of course, um, training to be uh, a licensed teacher then, but. That was my that was my teaching placement. So I went to a little school in Harlow, which is located in Essex. And um, anywho, I had a beautiful four months there um, teaching in a year one classroom, and and had a time of my life. Was able to travel and explore on the weekends, um, but at the same time, I was able to learn um, a lot about. Uh, you know, up till then, I hadn't really exposed myself to all this worldly knowledge and how uh, how everything happened outside of Newfoundland and Labrador. So it was so interesting to see their lifestyle and their routines um, compared to how I lived here at home. And they were just as interested to learn from me. So it was it was a real eye opener. Um, you know, there's still things today that uh, I can laugh and giggle at that I've learned or recognized are different along the way. So it, uh, yeah, it really gives you a lot of worldly knowledge and prepares you for those future interactions. They must have found your accent interesting, and you must have found their accent interesting. <laughs> oh, of course. I really had to slow down. Am I really trying to slow down here now today? Because I love to talk fast. Uh, or not that I love to talk fast. I love to talk, and I just talk fast on my own. And, of course, I was so scared the children wouldn't understand me. Um, so I really slowed down. But what I found really hard was... Um, was different words and how they referred to things. Um, you know, like uh, if I said put something in your bin, uh, I might have meant their little their little mailbox or their cupboard for their classroom, and they thought I meant the garbage. Or um, when they said jumper, I wasn't sure that they were talking about their sweater, and I, it took a, it took a little bit of adjustment, of course, um, for my for my words to catch up with theirs. But uh, all in all, it's certainly a learning experience. Rosa Tralee, what introduced you to that? How did you become aware? And uh, what has your experience been? Sure. Um, so back in 2014, um, and through volunteerism and leadership, of course, um, I became with, uh, involved with the Miss Newfoundland Labrador pageant here um, in our province. And, you know, you, you say the word pageant and everyone kind of runs away from it. But here in Newfoundland, um, it wasn't any of this um, glamour and beauty and uh, bathing suit kind of pageant. It was just a platform 
um, you know, to have opportunity to speak on things that you are passionate about, um, show, I guess, your, your volunteerism, your community activism, and I guess for an opportunity for, for young girls to uh, display your excellence, I suppose. So I got involved that year, and, and I won um, the title that year, so I became even more heavily involved um, in the community and was attending a lot of events. And that year, um, I seen the roles of Truly Gay attending events much the same as I was. And I said, my goodness, who is this girl? What's she involved in? And how can I get involved? Because that's the kind of person I am. I just want my hands in everything. Um, so, of course, I met the roles that year, and we continued to encounter each other at events. And, of course, um, when we had the selection here that spring, um, I went along and volunteered and sold tickets and things and gave out prizes and stuff at the, at the selection. Um, but I was just in awe of... of those girls' um, participation in the community as well. And that's when I really began to explore um, my, my Irish heritage and my connection. And I said, one of these days, I'm going to take part before I'm too old. And anywho, um, this year happened, and it's been a, certainly a, a blessing in that way. I got the opportunity to represent now Newfoundland and Labrador um, at the Rose of Trilly Festival. And uh, I just feel like I'm going to be surrounded by such a beautiful group of young women who are very accomplished and achieved and, uh, and well on their way to great things. And I'm just so excited to be a part of that this year. Have you been to Ireland before? I have. This will actually be my third visit. Um, my first uh, two visits were just um, to Dublin, and then we did a couple um, bus tours up to Galway and things like that. Um, but I think this is going to be, give me a real beautiful opportunity to explore Ireland. Um, I've got a, a day or so just before, and I've got a few days following, so hopefully I'll get to see uh, some great things along the way. I've been looking up things online and uh, just hoping that time will permit me to see it all. It depends on how long I, how, how exhausted I am from Truly and how long I want to stick around that area, of course. Well, Bridget, we're going to ra ra wrap it up there. It's been fabulous chatting with you. Well, I'm so happy I was able to connect with you today. That's fantastic. And I know you're going to have a fantastic time over there. And uh, as I said to Carly, when you get to chat and meet Dahi, give Dahi my regards. I certainly will. And uh, we may catch up with you uh, either when you're there or when you get back at some stage uh, to find out a little bit more about your experiences. Not a problem. I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy following along as we go. Thank you, Bridget.